Thank you. Woo! How are we doing tonight? Very cool. Very cool. Do you have good expectations? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, two things are going to happen tonight. Uh, number one, we're going to see some uh, water baptisms, which is really cool. Um, water baptism really is the reason why we're here, um, why we do this. Um, you know, it's, it's awesome at the end of a message, the preacher saying, hey, who wants to make a decision for Jesus? That's fantastic. But um, actually having someone say, you know what, I'm not just going to make a decision for Jesus, I'm actually going to live for Jesus. Um, that's why we exist. Um, this is making disciples. So, you know, this is so important what we're doing tonight. And, um, you know, it's so good having you here with us as well. Uh, for that. The second thing that's going to happen tonight is I'm going to give you just one principle that's going to change every relationship that you have. Um, in fact, it's going to make it better. It's going to take uh, all the stress out of your relationships. It's going to take all anxiety. In fact, this one principle that I shared tonight could actually change the face of the planet. Um, you know, everyone seems so cranky and offended at each other and, and uh, 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 you know, upset. Uh, this one principle could change our whole planet if we could just put it into practice. So I want to share that with you tonight. Is, this, is that all right? Fantastic. If it wasn't, I was going to anyway. So um, Acts 2.38. Can we have it up on screen? I just want to show you this. Check this out. Peter replied, each of you must repent. Everyone say repent. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to repent. Right? Peter replied, each of you must repent. Right? Acts 2.38. Um, oh, just before we start, I don't know if you heard last night, um, there was a burglary here, a burglary here in Ipswich. Um, an older lady... I uh, got home, and uh, she was out late afternoon with her girlfriends, and she got home, and she opened the door to a house, and she walked in. There was this burglar stealing stuff from her just in her hallway, and she, he, the burglar saw her and was about to run toward her, and then the old lady, she screamed. She screamed, Acts 238! Screamed this at the burglar. The burglar stopped and froze. She was a bit stunned, and so, so, oh, so she got her phone out of her handbag, and called the police, and the police came over and saw the old lady and said, hey, what's up? what happened? And she told the police what happened and said, the police officer walks to the burglar and says, what's wrong? Why did you freeze? All the lady did was yell Bible verses at you. He said, a Bible verse? He said, yeah, she just yelled, Acts 238, why'd you freeze? There was a Bible verse. He said, no. She said that she had an axe and 238, right? <laughs> <laughs> Peter replied with his axe. He said, each of you must repent. Who would repent if he was holding an axe, right? Must repent of your sins and turn to God. Meaning this, that Peter is saying this, right? That uh, uh, sin, right? Sin is anything that separates you from God, right? It's anything that in that disparity that, that separates you from God. It's anything that causes us to fall short of what God had in plan for us. Right? That's what sin is. So each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God. Check this out. And be baptized in the name of Jesus. Who's getting baptized tonight? Great. A few. Right, be baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. So you go to God and you say, Lord, I'm, I'm, I know I'm not as good as you, right? Uh, you know, and then, and then it says that Jesus forgives us, right? So we go to God with our brokenness and Jesus forgives us. But check this out. Check how good God is uh, for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So, God, so we go to God, right, and, say, and Lord, forgive me of my, of my sin. I'm, I'm going to turn away from those things that, uh, 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 that don't make the mark. God then gives us forgiveness, but then he goes one step further, and I want you to see this tonight. He goes one step further, 
and not just does he forgive us, but he gives of himself. Okay? So tonight I want to speak to the thought, tip the scales. Tip the scales. Turn to your neighbor and say, tip the scales. Tip the scales. There was a guy by the name of Jehoshua, um, who was a rabbi, 120 years before Jesus. And he taught his disciples this. He said, judge each person with the scales weighted in their favor. Judge each person with the scales weighted in their favor. Um, He was actually teaching them a a marketplace principle. It it, it was a spin-off of what was happening in the marketplace at that time that uh, he was alive. And the principle was this. The principle was that, you know, if a merchant uh, was uh, maybe selling flour or wheat or whatever, you know, and you would come and you would buy, you know, as many uh, copper coins, silver coins, gold coins, whatever, um, that, that those coins, you would, you know, take those coins and purchase flour. And the principle was this. The principle was you would take, let's just say this is 10 coins, right? 10 coins, you would place it in the uh, uh, scales then what, would, what the merchant would do is he would take all the flour, okay, so here's some flour. He would take flour and he would put in the scales as much flour as what your coins purchased, okay? Are you following me, right? So you would say, I've got 10, I want to buy $10 worth of flour. You put your 10 coins in, then he would put $10 worth of flour into the other side to level up, right, to level up what you purchased. The idea was this, the merchant would tip the scales. What he would do, right, is he would put in flour. There's $10 worth worth of flour. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take a little bit more flour and I'm going to tip the scales in your favor. Okay? He did this for a few reasons. Number one, it was a really simple way for a business owner every single day to be generous. Right? You know, God calls us to be generous people, right? Christians, we're generous people. Every day, the merchant could be generous by simply tipping the scales. The other thing would happen was this. Uh, the consumer, the customer, they felt what it was like to be blessed, right? They felt what it was like to be uh, uh, blessed on. What it did was it created a relational anomaly. Because what, what would happen would, is, is this. One day, the merchant becomes the consumer. And the customer becomes the merchant. And so what would happen is that merchant who used to be the customer who was blessed by the merchant who was now the customer right they would in turn bless that person and that they would bless each other yeah are you following me right they would tip the scales in each other's favor thus creating this relational anomaly that we are here to bless one another that we're here to be generous to one another. So this guy, this rabbi, uh, Rabbi Jehoshua, right, he taught these principles to his followers, judge each person with the scales weighed in the other person's favor. Jesus um, teaches this same, exact same kind of thing, right? Uh, rabbi Jehoshua, he, he's saying this, he's saying that if you can live a life right, where the other person doesn't owe you anything, where in, in, in fact you have been generous in your relationship, right, where you have been generous toward them, maybe, you know, uh, 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 they've done something to you and you quickly forgive them, right, you, 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 you judge them favorably in their favor. You know that Jesus teaches this exact same principle when he says this in, in, in the first one, he, he says, give and it will be given to you. 
a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. For the measure that you use will be measured back to you. Have you ever heard the scripture? Have, have, yeah, given it will be given to you, right? We usually hear it when someone's trying to get money off you, right? <laughs> you know, church, be generous, give, and it will be given to you. And it's going to be pressed down, running over, shaken together. Like, who wants coins that have been run over? Seriously. But anyway, you know, run over. And what you give, God's going to give back to you. That's what we pray. You know, this scripture has nothing to do with money. Did you know that? So nothing to do with financial blessing. Check this out in uh, uh, Luke 6.37. Can we throw Luke 6.37 up, please? Yeah, great. Check this out. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, okay? So give this. Give forgiveness, but give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap for the measure that you use will be measured back to you. You know, Jesus is saying the same thing, that if you can have a tendency to judge favorably, right, to people in your life, then that same measure that you use is going to be measured back to you, right? He's saying this, if you have a tendency to judge naively, right, or to judge negatively or harshly, that same measure that you use is going to be measured back to you. And so even Jesus is using the same principle of this guy 120 years ago to tip the scales in the other person's favor, to judge favorably, to forgive easy. Just like Rabbi Yehoshua taught, Jesus is teaching the same principle that if you can give grace, forgiveness, a second chance, another go, the benefit of the doubt, that as you give that, people will give that back to you. Pretty good, isn't it? Pretty cool stuff. We need to allow the scales to tip. There's a guy by the name of um, Zelig Polishkin. And he's this uh, author and uh, uh, also does um, seminars. And in one of his seminars, he teaches this principle about judging in people's favor. What he teaches is this. He, he, he does this activity where he gets all the people to write down as many things that you can think of that you're offended by. <laughs> okay? You know, who would get more than one? Uh, just Reg. Okay, just Reg. Okay. No one talked to Reg, we get offended really easy. Okay. <laughs> All right. He, he gets everyone to write down as many things that you can think of that really irritate you about other people. Right. And then what he does is this he then gets you to write as many behavioral excuses to tip the scales in the other person's favor. Let me explain. You know, uh, one of the uh, pe- uh, pet peeves, uh, uh, the, the top ones that I saw on this uh, thing was. Um, you know, someone uh, has a party, but I don't get invited. Who's ever not been invited to a party, right? <laughs> okay, all of us, we're going to a party and bringing no one else, okay? <laughs> okay? That was one of the things, you know, my friends have a party, but I'm not invited. And so what he does is he teaches the people, okay, write down as many things that you can think of, of why maybe you didn't get invited to the party in that person's favor. So some of the top answers were things like, um, maybe there was a budget to the party, and so it wasn't because they didn't like me. It was just because financially they, they couldn't afford to have so many people. Uh, another answer was um, maybe they sent out the invitation um, but didn't get to me. You know? So they're offended about me for not getting back to them because you know, I didn't get the invitation. Does it make sense? Uh, you know, for me, it's uh, getting cut off in traffic at merging lanes. Who hates people who don't know how to merge properly? Just, oh no, it's not just me. Okay, very good. I can't stand people who don't merge properly. And I think it's my... Australian right to let them know, right? <laughs> in a nice, humble, Christian way. 
okay? Uh, <laughs> and I'll stop there before I get in trouble, <laughs> right? Anyway, I found myself doing this the other day, right? I was so angry because this idiot couldn't merge properly on Blackstone Road. And I was, I was, I was so cranky on my motorbike because I'm a motorbike rider and I just think that every car driver is out to kill me, okay? <laughs> and I was so angry. And I, and I felt, I don't know, my conscience maybe saying, oh, you're preaching on this soon. <laughs> and I remind myself, hey, maybe that person Maybe they have a loved one at the hospital who's maybe really sick or dying and they had to get there in a rush. Maybe. Maybe they had a really bad day at home, you know, and they're just not thinking about merging correctly, you know. <laughs> and so I, I had to pick myself up and make up an excuse so that I didn't get angry about them. I had to tip the scales in their favor. Maybe when your husband comes home, there's lots of chores to do at home, you know, but he just comes in and sits on the chair and does nothing. You know, then we get angry and we're offended because I've been working all day. You know, this is not a personal, I know it is personal. (laughs) Been working all day and you come and sit down and play World War II on your Xbox, right? uh, But you know what? Tip the scale. Maybe he's had a bad day. You know, maybe something happened at his workplace, right? And he just needs a break, right? We have to allow the scales to tip in the other person's favor. Now, just to bring some balance to this thought, okay, because we're talking about grace and giving people grace, all this kind of stuff. Um, to judge someone favorably when their actions are clearly uh, uh, evil, right, I don't think that's what Jesus is talking about, okay? Um, judging fairly does not mean judging naively. If someone does many bad things, um, I don't see, um, maybe Pastor John can correct my theology after this, right? I don't see in Scripture where we're obligated to devise far-fetched expl- explanations to excuse behavior, okay? Uh, sometimes giving people favorable exceptions can actually have a bad impact on their character and yours, right? Okay, so I don't think that when Jesus is saying, uh, don't judge, he, he, he's, he's not saying, uh, be permissive in everything, I think when Jesus is saying, don't judge others, he's not saying, well, don't judge, well, hey, if they want to do this, you have to permit everything. You can't do anything because you have to permit everything. I don't think Jesus is saying that. I think what he's talking about is this. I think what he's saying is when he says, don't judge other people, what he's saying is this. Don't hold people to an account where they owe you something. Right? Pastor John mentioned this this morning. Don't, when when he says don't condemn people, when you don't judge people, he's saying don't Hold people, don't judge them so that they have an account with you. Does that make sense? Right? They owe you, they owe you an apology. You know, they owe you a, 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 a financial entitlement, right? right? They owe you something, and so you have this grudge, you have this expectation, right, where they owe you. That's what Jesus is talking about. Uh, let me give an example. It might be good, it might not work. Let's find out. Um, last night, I was watching that international rules game. You know that game where it's AFL and soccer put together? <laughs> it's awesome, right? I was watching that, and uh, Malachi, my son, he was put to bed, and he came out, right? He came out, and he wanted to watch the game with me. And, you know, like any good sporting dad, I said, sure, right? <laughs> and he sat down with me late at night, and we watched this game uh, of, of uh, international rules, which the Aussies won. Yes. Any Irish in the house? Sucked in, right? <laughs> Beat you at your own game, right? So we're watching this game together. And then at half time, I said, okay, mate, go to bed. Now, he sucked a little bit, but he went to bed, didn't you? You went to bed, didn't you? Yeah, good boy, right? He went to bed. Now, I didn't judge Malachi personally, right? I I didn't say, hey, you're out of bed. You owe me, right? You owe me to get back to bed. You owe me an apology. But what I did was I did judge the situation. Okay, let me explain. I know him really well. And I know 
that if he doesn't get a good night's sleep, he gets really cranky the next day and makes it hell for the rest of us, all right? <laughs> so what I did was I judged the situation, right? And, 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 and I didn't judge him, but I judged the situation into his favor, right? I thought to do the best, what was best for all of us and best for him. I didn't judge him, but I certainly did judge the situation, you know? And even right now in our own generation, we're so torn between this idea of, of, of judging and forgiving and, and being permissive, but also, you know, we're trying to do the right thing and, and how do we create a, a good culture? You know, we, we have these two camps, which one basically says, don't judge me, period. Let me do whatever I want. We have another camp that says, I judge you to death. You know, we have one camp, which is uh, postmodern permissiveness. We have another camp, which is, you know, a, 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 a total legalism. You know, we have one camp championed by Caitlyn Jenner. We have the other camp championed by ISIS, right? And we have this tension. We have this tension between, let me do what I want, and no, you can't do that at all. And where's, where do you find the balance? Where do we find the balance, you know, between judging? You know, Jesus says, don't judge. What is it? What is the balance? And I would just really think the balance is this. It's allowing the scales to tip in the favor of the other person, for the benefit of you. You know, it's for the benefit of all of us. If we can all live like this, if I can live in a marriage, sorry, I am living in a marriage <laughs> like this, right? If, if Kat and I keep living like this, where, you know, I'm always going to tip the scales in her favor, where she owes me nothing, where there's no unforgiveness. I'm not going to automatically think of the worst case scenario, right? And if she's doing the exact same thing for me, then it's going to be sweet here. Amen? Amen. You all saw the nod. You all saw the nod, right? Okay. (laughs) No shouting out from the front row, please, right? The same thing happens, right? Let's say you're at uni, right? You're at uni or at school, right? And you're friends. You need a bit of tension. But if you can both learn to give each other benefit of the doubt, you know, to give it, to allow the scales to tip. Maybe it's at home with a sibling or with a parent, you know, allowing the scales to tip in each other's favor, right? If we're both doing that, then it's a win-win situation pretty much all the time, right? But it's when we start judging, you owe me, right? That's when relationships start getting sour. That's when relationships start, start splitting, there was a rabbi named Rabbi Hallel. He was around when uh, Jesus was, was a little boy. And he said this, he said, judge not your fellow man until you yourself come into his place, right? Which means this, that while I might be able to discern your sin and while you might be able to discern my sin, um, we each don't have a full knowledge of each other's life's um, uh, experiences, does that make sense? And so it's not just about me or you judging, making a judgment call. It's about allowing us to why, what, it's, it's about talking. Why did, why did you do that reaction? Why did I, why did I react that way? Right? Allow the scales to tip in the favor of the other person. And so I think to judge favor, I think the balance is this. Knowing that your neighbor has a broken humanity just like you. So learn to give each other a break. <laughs> I think that will build good relationships in your life. Okay, back to Acts 2.38. Check this out. Oops, sorry. I just broke the stage. 
Check this out. Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God. Do you know that with sin there was a cost? There was a cost to your sin. Your sin actually had value. The disparity between us and God, there was, it, there was a price that needed to be paid. Check this out. But when, when we turn to God and be, baptized the, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, right? Meaning this, that Jesus paid the cost for your sin. He paid the cost for your sin. So the mark that we missed, there was a cost to getting back to the mark. Jesus paid that cost. Check this out. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) I love how good God is. You know, Jesus didn't just come to just balance the scales. I love the scripture because the scripture tells me this, that Jesus came to tip the scales in our favor. He came to break the scales. (laughs) There we go. That's better. (laughs) Jesus came to tip the scales in your favor, in my favor. He didn't just make up what the cost was, but he gives of himself. He goes further. Jesus, even Jesus lives by this principle where he tips the scales in our favor. You know, you might be here the, uh, tonight and maybe for the first time you're hearing this, you know, and you're thinking to yourself, but Tim, you know, I've done so many bad things, you know, uh, I, 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 I'm not good enough for that to happen. You know, what that means is this. That means that you think that you can actually balance the scales out. That's not how it works. You know, we can't pay that price. We can't balance the scales. We can't even tip the scales. But Jesus, he goes one step further and he tips the scales. All I want to ask you tonight is this. If you're here tonight, and maybe, you know, you're hearing that there's a God that loves you, that forgives, that accepts and wants to actually go one step further, all I'm asking you is this, would you allow tonight Jesus to tip the scales in your life? Would you allow him to give you himself? Maybe just while everyone just closes their eyes tonight. If you're here and you're saying, Pastor Tim, actually that's me, I want Jesus to tip the scales in my life. I just want to pray for you tonight and so maybe if that's you, maybe just whatever eyes closed, if you can just give me a quick wave, and I just so I know who to pray for. Awesome, thank you, sir. Anyone else here tonight? Thank you. Anyone else here tonight? Yeah, thank you. Three people. Anyone else? Four. Thank you so much. Four people. Anyone else saying, Pastor Tim, you know what? Pray for me. Five. Thank you. Pastor Tim, I want Jesus to tip my scales tonight. Anyone else with these five people? Six. Anyone else tonight? Just give me a quick wave. I just want to pray for you. Seven. Eight. Anyone else here tonight? There's eight people saying, nine. Nine people saying, you know what, Pastor Tim, pray for me. I want Jesus to tip the scales in my favor tonight. Nine people. Anyone else? Say, Pastor Tim, please just pray for me. Cool. Ten. Fantastic. Praise the Lord. What I want to do just one more time, those ten people, just what I want to do, just so I know that I've got everybody, can you just put your hand up nice and high and I'll count you out just so I know that I've got you, okay? So just put your hand up again. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Fantastic. Praise the Lord. Eleven. Cool. Let's just pray tonight. Lord, 
I thank you for your word. And I thank you that you have come, Lord, to tip the scales. That you didn't just come to tell us uh, that we've been naughty. Lord, you didn't just come to tell us that we've missed the mark. But you come to forgive us. You actually come to, to, to set the, the, the balance square. You actually come, Lord, to, to, to forgive us of those things, to take us in. But I just love, Jesus, how you went one step further and you gave of yourself. And I just thank you for those 11 people tonight, Lord, that are having their scales tipped right now. Lord, bless them. I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would speak to them and draw them closer into your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Listen, I just think this. If we all live a life where we are constantly allowing the scars to tip in the, in the favor of the other people, our relationships are going to be a lot sweeter. Cool? Amen.